Are you ready? It's time. For the Beast Cast! Woo! Welcome to the Beast Cast, episode 30, F and 2. What the hey? What the heck? How did we get so far? It's it's insane. Dude, I was thinking about it, bro, and then I remember, like, MF's, like, fucking, um, like, H3H3, dude. They have, like, 300 episodes. Joe Rogan has, like, 600 episodes. I'm like, bro. How in the world? Like, that's like seven years of podcasting. Joe Rogan's been around longer than that. Oh, by the way, as always, I'm here with uh, Mr. Raven Scone. Joe Rogan's got more than 600 episodes. Does he? Yeah, he's over 2,000. What the hey? How long has he been doing it? Since like 2009? What the heck? Uh, the last, okay, let me just put it to you this way. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. You could find his oh. podcast inside Independence Day, the movie. So. Uh, that's 1994. What? So somewhere what around the... there. Wait, wait. It, it just he didn't start doing it mainstream until recently, like in the past ten years, right? True. Yeah, he had some because form of a he podcast, was a though. Yeah, because he was a UFC commentator for the longest, for like fifteen, twenty years. No, fifteen years. Sorry, he's not that old. He's been doing it since he was in like his mid twenties, and he's like in his forties now. I think he started it like in 2004. Eight when YouTube was. Oh my god, I forgot to cut off. my fucking duck off. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I imagine that's probably when he started uploading it. Dude, okay, so, so Raven, so I finished God of War, God of War Ragnarok. I'm fixing to play, um, for all of you who don't know, the PlayStation 5 is a beauty, and they have the God of War 3 remastered, and they allow you to play God of War 1 and 2 in their original forms through PS2 on PS4. Um, so I'm fixing to play all the games. But, uh, other than the fucking PS Vita games, but we don't talk about that, even though they're canon to the story. But I was watching a guy, uh, I was watching a video called The Guy Who Broke God of War, um, yeah. like speedrunning, and the compression quality of YouTube in 2007 and 2008 made me so angry. Like, like, okay, this guy had a speedrun from 2006, right? He had a speedrun. He posted it on, like, GameTrailers.com form or something like that to an independent v, uh, VH, uh, or VCR recording. And it looked, like, really good. Not really good. I mean, it looked good for 2006, okay? And I'm like, wow, I don't remember quality being this good from these old fucking videos. And then, then it shows his YouTube videos, and it's literally, like, I can count the pixels on a hand. Like... <laughs> I, I was like, how, 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 like, YouTube was so bad at compressing and nobody said anything. Like, no, everybody was just like, this is how it is. Like, I'm so glad we live in the era that we live in nowadays. Because, like, I just genuinely, um, I, I just, I, I can't. I can't watch those. Like, those 240p videos from back then, mm -hmm. I can't do it. I don't know how people did that every single day. Because it was YouTube, it was new. We could finally be like, "Oh wait, this dude's walking around picking up leaves with a with one of." Because okay, because I was I remember when the first really nicely uh, accessible commercial cameras were available. The, the the video cameras when they were first coming out, utilized the technology of an SSD card and 
the brand new way of the future and how most of these digital cameras were around 200 yeah. bucks which was a lot back then and 300 bucks and that when somebody got them you're just like bro you bought a 300 dollar camera and you're filming yourself picking up leaves but dang this is pretty cool yeah um okay so dslr cameras have been around for 15 20 ish years i want to say it's been around 2003, 2004 when the first DSLR camera is. Yeah. For all of you who don't know, the DSLR is like essentially like the the best version of a um, digital camera. Um, DSLRs still back then one. could only run. Yeah, D I mean DSLRs are still the best. I mean they just changed the quality. DSLRs now run like 8K, 60 frames. But back then they did 720p, right? It didn't even matter about frames because nobody even knew what the hell that meant back then. Um, but it did 720p. In like 2005 and if you had one of those you were cooking because those were home video cameras those weren't mm -hmm. like the 1080p uh 1080p cameras that they used for movies you know those big fuckers you know those big ones that you have to hold on a shoulder with the whole like kit and stuff like that those suckers only did 1080p but back then that was like oh, 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 oh my god you're doing movie quality and dslrs did 720p and and people would be like oh 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 like I know. it's literally like i'm watching my ps3 play a video game oh you know, people are nutting in their pants seeing that. But YouTube couldn't... I don't even think you could upload that to YouTube because it was so high. But when the DSLR... I remember when they when the 1080p ones came out in like 2012, 2013, those MF vlog camel, camels... Channels. They, they... Those stupid idiots would be like, here's my breakfast. I, um... I'm gonna get my nails done with Clarissa today. And then... We're going to go to Target. And that got like millions of views because everybody's like, pretty girl in 720, 1080p. Oh, you know, and it's 2012. Mm -hmm. Nobody's seen that before. It was, yeah, it, it was, I just, I couldn't believe, I forgot how bad quality was on YouTube. Like, like from those, from that time period, like I, it's unbearable to watch. Like it's actually unbearable. Like it trying to watch it. I was like, I don't even know what's going on. Like, even if I could process where he was in God of War, like, God of War 1, I still wouldn't understand it. Like, it, it was it was tough. But, yeah, no, that that really ticked me off watching that. So, but, yeah, I finished God of War um, again. Uh, God of War 2018, as always, is awesome. And God of War Ragnarok is very good. Raven, how long did it take you to complete Ragnarok? Oh, I never beat it. Oh. I just watched um, the full cinematic and the gameplay the full gameplay 24 hour gameplay yeah um i i did that too it's supposed to take you 24 hours to complete i completed it in 19 and i actually did a little bit of side questing too so i think i'm just really speedy but then again i was also playing on the story mode because i wanted to just beat butt so did you release the giant jellyfish no i didn't do that well see you missed a cinematic moment bro you yeah, gotta do side I know. I, I didn't. I, I didn't do all the fucking side quests. I the only okay. There was a side quest in Ragnarok that ticked me off. I have a video of it. I don't think I can share it. But um, well, I I could share it. There's nothing that's stopping me. But it would require me to go to my PlayStation and upload it, which it might have actually uploaded because they upload to my phone. Uh, I'll actually. Oh shit. I'll try to. Uh, I'll try to see if I can find it. Maybe perhaps. But I kid. I I am not kidding. I defeated the boss. It was like a side boss um, of the gravestone boss. I can't remember what his name is. And I defeated the boss 
We traded lives. I'm not kidding. He was zero health and I was zero health. He got the zero health and he hit me with some like last minute slash like as he died. Like it was not supposed to be something he did. And it killed me. And it made me restart the fight and I gave up. I was like, fuck you. I just spent five minutes fucking doing this hard ass. I'm talking like one of the hardest battles. Like it's like an Elden Ring boss, bro. Because I, I think that boss doesn't matter what difficulty you're on. He's just, like, always set at one difficulty. And he is so fucking Was hard, it that dude. one knight dude or, or... Yeah, it's the knight dude, dude. Uh... And he pissed me off. Well, because, like, okay, I, I failed, like, twice. And then I finally had, like, I had a five five or six minute long just straight whipping, like, dodging and whipping and, and barely chipping at his health. And then I finally get him killed, and then the game just bugs and kills me with him. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You fucking asshole. Like, you gotta be that mean. Yeah, I actually do have it. I'm not kidding. It's gonna take a minute to download. Um, it's gonna be okay, bro. But we'll, we'll, we'll show it later. But uh, we got some other news to talk about while this downloads. Um, so... <clears throat> I will find my what I was looking for. It is it is it, so as you know we're a news channel sort of kind of thing. So we kind of we kind of skibbity toilet all around, you know. First off, Minnesota is getting a new state flag, Raven. How do you feel about that? Oh, amazing. I already entered my submission. I actually am really excited too. Okay, my cousin, so he's he oh, oh. My cousin, he's kind of a goofball. I'll say that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything on the beast cast because that's kind of mean. But he he's a goofball, and um, I just know this is something that he would just froth at the mouth at. Like, why do we need a new state flag? You know, like something like that. But um, I think it's great. I think it's great because like, here's the thing. Think about it. In your lifetime, which by the way, Minnesota has been around since 1865. In your lifetime, you're getting to watch. The creation of a new state flag that you are choosing for your state. Like, tell me that's not cool. Now, there was, I was a little upset. There was a, there was one of a picture of a dog and I was, I, tr I wanted that one so badly. It wasn't like a picture. Somebody painted like a really beautiful dog, but like, I guess the reasoning why they didn't choose it as a finalist is it was like, well, what does it pertain to Minnesota? You know? And it's like, true, I guess, but like, still it was cool, you know? Um, but the state flag that I chose that I voted for, um, it it's the uh, one with the no North Star, um, with the blue on top, and then the white like wave, and then um, the green at the bottom. I thought that was kind of cool. It's it's nice and slick. I like the North Star on it. Um, that that was the one I chose. Uh, but yeah, Raven, which one did you choose or tried to choose? Like, which oh, one do you think is going to win? I, I didn't say? vote. I They allowed you to oh. enter your own submission of of what you wanted the flag to be. Oh, yeah. What did you submit? We don't need to talk about it. it was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure you got the FBI on your doorstep. Yeah, probably. Dude, people always do that though. People, no, dude, they probably don't care, dude. People always do joke submissions like that, dude. Like, <laughs> um, okay, so we'll start with this. Christopher Nolan. We got some Christopher Nolan news. Yay! We don't talk about him enough on this channel. I feel like we should talk about him more than we do. Christopher Nolan on Martin Scorsese's comments that superhero films are dangerous to the culture. Established titles 
can assure a return in audience and give people more of what they want. And it pays for a lot of other films to be made. But there's also always need or always needs to be a respect for the audience's desire for something new. A healthy ecosystem in Hollywood is about a balance between two things. So Martin Scorsese kind of was firing on not Christopher Nolan in particular, but all um, superhero directors saying that they're very dangerous and not good for the culture because they're essentially just repetitive kind of bullshit garbage that just gets spewed. Um, now, Christopher yeah. Nolan is somebody who directed a superhero trilogy, one of the most prime trilogies probably of all time, not just in superheroes. Um was kind of upset about that i mean why wouldn't you so this is that's what he said he he said that um and i kind of agree with christopher nolan in some aspects um now i get he's a big superhero fan um as in he likes to direct superhero movies um he never really he hasn't really directed anything superhero wise since batman but it's always been kind of like his little you know niche bread and butter thing that he really enjoys um and so I kind of agree with him that I think that you need to have that freshness to it. But my counter argument to that is what more fresh is there to be had with superheroes? Like it was the same argument with Westerns and it's why Westerns kind of died out. I mean, what, what can you bring to a Western, you know, that's new after like 20 years of just straight Westerns, you know, what was left? There was nothing left. I mean, Oh, Buddy went to Australia, guys in Italy, guys in, in the Wild West. You know, that was the main one in the Wild West. Like, like how many times can you redo the same story with insert another famous actor, you know? And that's kind of the same thing with superheroes. Although superheroes are a little different that there's more of them. Um, and the genre can be bigger than just West, like as Westerns are quite literally just Westerns where it's just cowboys shooting guns. Um, yeah. But... I want to hear your take on this, on um, whether or not you agree with Martin Scorsese or if you agree more with Christopher Nolan. Well, it's a mixed bag of both because, in my opinion, when you oversaturate the market all the time with just superhero movies and superhero-like movies of a similar type, you kind of start robbing audiences and even younger generations of the ability to tell stories without having to have a superhero, which is kind of like what we get in movies uh, like Killers of the Flower Moon or even probably Dream Scenario and some of the others like Oppenheimer throughout the year. I don't know Barbie counts. But sure. like you, you get you rob people from that because now it's always, oh, when am I going to get the toy of that guy? Or, oh, hey, look, a superhero. He he just you just I don't know. It's kind of like to me, in my opinion, why comics weren't really appealing to me. It's every single time it was, oh, look, we did this and now we're starting over again for no reason or we're just continuing to put out. Like, for The Flash, there's always magically some dude who's a speedster that's faster than him magically. And it's just kind of like, well, I kind of would like a good storytelling moment. And it feels like we don't get that much anymore, which is why I've kind of enjoyed the show Monarch lately. is because it's not trying to be anything superhero. It's just you're just seeing people 
figure out that monsters exist and and i kind of miss that type of cinematic that's not always relying on a on somebody who has powers yeah and and i 100 percent agree with you mainly because the the thing is is superhero movies as a genre aren't necessarily i feel like repetitive it's how they're being done because okay i i do agree to some aspects that they can be repetitive i mean how many times can you watch a superhero save somebody or save the universe or save the world right like you can only do that so many times but i feel like with superheroes there's enough of them that it can be a little fresh or a little different each time um but the way it's being done i think is more so the problem and i think that's kind of what christopher nolan's trying to say as he said, when I had DC properties, look at how I did it. Remember, before Christopher Nolan's Batman, Joker was never seen as a sinister, dark, uh, I want to see my scars, you know, like that. He was kind of like, um, I mean, he kind of had his moments where it's like kind of, oh, you know, he's well played and he's kind of scary. But there was never that dark, nasty uh, Joker like he did. And there was never Scarecrow like he did. And, I mean, Bane is Bane. I mean, you know, whatever. But there was never any of that, with, like, before him. And he took the genre and redefined it. Because Christopher Nolan is a writer at heart. He knows how to change things yeah. to what he wants. Okay? But MCU, they're just taking, essentially, properties from the comic books. And then they're putting in stupid actors. Well, I shouldn't say stupid. That's kind of mean. But they're take, they're putting in a lot of actors who are famous or well-known and putting them in these roles and then just saying, here's a, here's the script. Just don't even act. We'll just let you just, you know, just say the lines and, and we'll VFX it, you know, like with Thor, you know, like yeah. Chris Hemsworth is a great actor, but when he's in Thor, he's just told to do the voice and just be funny. Oh, how do I be funny? Oh, the script tells you how to be funny. Like, okay, that's not genuine comedy. You're, you're yeah. telling me that I have to read off the script to be funny? Like, that's not how it works. So, like, they just... Ru- I feel like it ruins perceptions of actors, too, for the rest of, like, film media. Because actors like him, then, when they want to do a different role, they're like, hey, aren't you Thor? I-, I can't take you seriously. I just see Thor. Like, us with Spider-Man. I mean, we do it both with Tom Holland and Spider-Man. Like, whenever Tom Holland wants to do a different role, we're like, hey, it's Spider-Man. You know, he's just trying too hard to be Spider-Man. But in reality, that's just how they want him to be and that's just kind of how his characters are designed to be but it's not him being spider-man it's just him being tom holland it's kind of the same thing the mcu has really screwed it which is why i was really hopeful james gunn would have freaking started to actually make a good dcu but now we're now we're just um yeah now we're going off the rails i mean and, and, we got some dcu news and you know like yeah that, but... christopher nolan's batman trilogy it didn't feel like I was watching a superhero. It felt like I was just watching a dude trying to save a city, which felt different to me. And along with that, of course, you know, we, you have to have a very nice towing the line, so to speak. Like the first Iron Man movie really didn't feel like a superhero movie. Like it actually didn't feel like a superhero movie at all. I I felt like I was just getting like, oh, hey, look, this dude realized that, creating weapons that fuel war was bad and now he kind of wants to fix it like that's where i got that i didn't feel like i was tuning up a thing and going ah yeah here we go all right yeah another movie yep somebody's gonna do something and somebody's gonna have an epiphany and then they're gonna call to action yada yada type of thing like it felt like 
you know, you're getting a very nicely detailed story. I mean, The Northman was a great movie. And, you know, the dude kind of near the end had his own, like, fighting sequence that could have been seen as being a hero-ish type of thing. But it was, it's more of how it's done, like you say. Like, it just needs to have tact and class and not something that's regurgitated for every theme. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and that can be said about all media. I mean, in all films, too. If you want to, I mean, don't listen to us, of course. You know, we're just nobodies for now. But um, take take this with a grain of salt, you know. Film directors and game directors and game writers and film writers and anybody who writes any type of media, when you write a story, think about what you're basing it off of. That's the first thing. Because if you are trying to copycat, um like a superhero movie i i think you're in the wrong direction when it comes to it especially mcu movies in particular now it's okay if you were like i want to make like a batman trilogy like christopher nolan great that's a good idea because christopher nolan's you know there's still a lot of untapped potential with a, with that type of batman not with christian bale but with like a batman like that you know that's kind of what they were trying to do with um batman 2022 they kind of wanted to bring back that this is a separate you know its own batman trilogy grounded batman he's just trying to save the city he's not trying to save the world you know um kind of back down the earth and for some aspects of batman i feel like it really worked um but i feel like that that's a great way to do it but if you're like oh i want to start a multi-billion dollar franchise like the mcu like i want to make i want to make the next mcu think about what you're doing to to the genre of what you're doing as a whole when you want to make something like that if you're wanting to make something that's turning cash, like it's just printing you money, where's the craft in that? Like genuinely, like how how can you balance making a a good piece of work, like a good piece of artwork, because that's what films are, they're artwork. Yeah. A good piece of artwork while also making your money. And some people would be like, well, I don't care as long as I'm making money. Well, then you're just disgraceful. I mean, to to the media as a whole, like mm-hmm. to the medium. It, it's... If you aren't, if the first mindset that you have is not about what am I going to do to this genre and what am I going to do to this artwork as a whole, you're in the wrong mindset. You should never be trying to craft something just for money. If you're trying to craft a a story just for money because you know it's going to sell, that's just, you're just ruining the media. It's just, you're ruining the medium. But I'm glad you talked about um, Iron Man because Robert Downey Jr. was in the news the other day. Oh, really? Um, Alden uh, Earrich, um, or Heirich, I don't really know how you say it. He was the guy who played um, the reporter in um, Oppenheimer. Um, the, the reporter uh, that, yeah. that at the end of the movie. And um, he said, working with Robert Downey Jr. was quite literally the best experience I've ever had with an A-lister and possibly an actor of all time. The drill is typically, hi, nice to meet you. And uh, when you do work together, uh, you usually go through the basic stuff, the the normal stuff. And then, you know, you kind of go into their world and kind of find out what they want, right? And kind of find out who they are. Um, Robert Downey Jr., instead, instead of saying hi, took him to dinner the first day. They met, and then later they went on a little road trip. After when they got a break done with, uh, when they got a little break uh, from filming Oppenheimer, we developed as much of a friendship as I've ever really had with any actor I've ever worked with. And Man, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, um, he 
yeah i i mean and also can i just say this is this is the this is what happens this is how you kind of turn your life around you can use marvel movies to your advantage he used marvel to completely turn his acting game around i mean he was in like what tropical thunder before that and you know he kind of had these kind of roles here and there but when he got iron man you know it kind of blew him up and he was kind of like the guy and now he's doing like these other big projects like oppenheimer because of that success that he had from marvel you know and i think that's just awesome i i i i'm loving that i i think that yeah. that that shows that you can use those stupid movies to your to your advantage <clears throat> and also he um, had no other choice at that moment there really wasn't anybody who wanted to put him in a movie because of his history yeah well he had drug problems didn't he yeah, that's why right. they didn't want him. Yeah, and he was trying to get clean, and I'm sure he had been clean for a while at that point. By the time Iron Man came out, but um, no, I, I, I'm just, I, I think it's awesome. I think I, I, I think I'm, I'm happy that because he's such a good actor too. Like he's, he's such a good actor, and he's, he is a really cool guy. I mean, um, he, he was he a child actor too. Did he do stuff like way back in the eighties and nineties? I actually don't remember if he's a child actor. I know there was a lot of those guys that did some roles when they were younger. Um, I can't remember um, if he was one of them, but yeah, no, he he really jump started his career off Marvel. Um, there was also there's a few guys, like um, well, I mean you can argue Chris Evans. I mean he was in like Scott Pilgrim vs the World. And he had done a couple other big projects, um, but he wasn't really like a main character. But when like he came in the Captain America, phew, buddy, he was he was him. Everybody's like, I want to be Chris Evans when I grow up, and it's like, oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, people uh, that were just he like, was, Are he, you he, sure? he always played. Yeah, he he. He always played like the cool, you know, jock asshole in movies. Like it's got Pilgrim versus the World. He plays like the asshole actor um, boyfriend that Ramona Flowers had. And then there's another one. Um, there's another movie where like it's I think it's a comedy movie, and she's like painting a picture, and it's like literally like what a child would make, where it's like stick figures. And he goes, "What are you painting?" And she goes, "It's my mother." And and he looks at it and he goes, "You have her eyes." And it's like it's a stick figure. Like what? God, he's a funny guy. Uh, he plays good roles. Speaking of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Raven, are you planning on watching that animation that came out? There's an animation. Yeah, and it's actually not based off of the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World movie. It's kind of like its own little. It, I mean, it has some similar aspects, but it's kind of like a um, it's a new story kind of. Um, it, it's like essentially re rebooting the franchise a little bit, like kind of redoing it. Um, yeah, it's a cool animation. It's like, it's got, it, I like the art style a little bit. It's kind of like, um, old, like, um, uh, like old, like, I wouldn't say YouTube animation, but more like, um, uh, you know, yeah, I guess I would say YouTube animation. It, it's got like an a YouTube animation style where it's like, it, it's, it, you can tell it's only done by like a couple people. But like there, there is multiple people working on the show, and they have big actors. Um, Michael Sarah came back as Scott Pilgrim to voice act. Uh, Scott Pilgrim, Chris Evans came back to, um, voice act the, um, uh, 
the the asshole boyfriend um the movie boyfriend but it's kind of taking a different turn um than than the show i haven't really or than the movie i haven't really watched it that much but it apparently is pretty good so far and um yeah raven how was your black friday i know you probably worked so yeah i worked but when i came home i watched the the third episode of monarch Nice. Uh, is there only three episodes right now? Yeah, only three right now. And okay. since the last time we did the Beast Cast, I only had uh, watched one. I can now, after watching two, say that so far they're doing a good job at keeping me intrigued in the story. I'm actually liking it. Nice. Yeah. Um. Did you buy anything on Black Friday? Black Friday? Black? Yeah. yeah I bought a monitor and two SSDs. Oh, that's right. So you bought that monitor. You want to tell everybody about the situation you had with your little monitor? Oh, yeah. So I bought the 165 uh, Hertz edition of the Acer Nitro gaming monitor. Uh, and they ended up sending me the model that was higher, the 180 uh, Hertz monitor. It was kind of really funny. And what type of SSDs did you get? Samsung or uh, M.2s? What did you? I got M.2. I got a Samsung 990 Pro M.2, uh, one terabyte, and then I got a uh, two terabyte Western Digital Black 8 850x. I was thinking. I mean, there's still Cyber Monday and stuff, and the weekend is Black Friday is a whole four day thing now. I mean, they Black Black Friday isn't just Friday anymore. It's it's quite literally Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, I'm still considering buying like an SSD. I just need another drive. Uh, I have three drives right now. Um, there, two of them are 500 gigabytes, and the other one is a terabyte. Um, my terabyte one is essentially just a dump drive, um, where I just put a bunch of random shit on it, and the other two are for games and like booting processes for like loading and stuff like that. However, um, with that being said. Uh, it doesn't help the fact that I um, it, it quite literally does not help the fact that I am running out of storage because not only does it not only does editing and um, and doing all this shit take up a lot of storage, um, but also these these files are quite hard to delete um, when they get to the size that they are. They don't like to just go away. Um, I've tried. You have to quite literally um, burn them to the ground. Um, from photoshop and adobe so i have to essentially go through that or i could just get another drive and just put all the recording stuff like editing stuff on one drive i didn't realize that editing gets so freaking it takes up so much storage the 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 uh premiere projects are like a gigabyte and then the the videos are like three to four gigabytes and i'm like ah man just stop like please you know yeah like, i don't i i just I don't I don't know how to make it any lower and you I have tried and it just the only way to like compress your Photoshop um uh like files is if you just start deleting shit out of them, but like I'm not doing that. Alright, when we come back, we will continue our little yapping about Black Friday and then um we will get into some other big news that came out um in the past couple days. Stay tuned everybody. Welcome back to the Beast Cast, baby. 
thank you for staying tuned in this far. We have the best takes, best content, and we love our rabbit trails of conversation. We have our hosts, JJ and Raven Bones, bringing you another segment. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Beast Cast. Um, <clears throat> where we left off, um, we were talking about Black Friday stuff. And I actually did, despite me being a broke little college boy, I did do a little bit of Black Friday shopping too, other than just buying an SSD that I'm considering buying. I did buy stuff on Black Friday from Amazon. Amazon always does these movie deals um, where, they're, where they'll uh, let you buy um, physical copies of movies that are normally really expensive, like the, the 4K UHD versions. Yeah. I got John Wick Chapter 4 for 10 fucking dollars in oh, UHD with, nice. with three hours with three hours of behind the scenes footage and like documentary stuff and all that. Um, and I also then got <clears throat> for $20, I got a $60 copy of the 4K um, Stanley Kubrick uh, Visionary Filmmaking Collection, which is essentially every single Stanley Kubrick movie um, upscaled to 4K. Um, with some other extra features about um, like some other stuff. And then my final thing was I bought Dune. Dune 20, I think that would have been 2021. Yeah. I bought Dune 2021 in 4K UHD um, with all the, the fun stuff for only $9. And I was like, okay, I got to own a copy of Dune. I, I love that movie. So I, Dune I, 2 I, is coming soon. I still have yet to see it. You should watch it before. I mean, honestly, you got time. I mean, you only. I mean, here's the thing, Raven. Is the new one? You're lucky because it, Dune Two should have been dropped already, but uh, because they just decided to be a bunch of Giga Chads, um, aka the Marvels wanted the IMAX theater, they pushed it back. I still can't believe that shit, dude. I yeah. Disney has essentially just been like, yeah, we did it. So what? What are you gonna do about it? And you're like, wow. You wanted your mediocre movie in IMAX for a month? Wow, okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Disney are crybabies. They are. Speaking of Disney, I guess we can just talk about this. I wasn't going to bring up these statistics. No, I'm kidding. Um, I wasn't going to bring up this, but Disney is currently under fire for their updated hashtag Thanksgiving painted, or painting. Um, they repainted a... Um, uh, there was like a really famous painting of a Thanksgiving dinner that Walt Disney and them did in like the 1940s, like late 40s. Um, and they replaced all the characters with like uh, Disney characters like Snow White, Mickey Mouse, um, Peter Pan, Donald Duck, stuff like that, right? And they recreated in quotes. Um, and somebody noticed that there was some elements of AI. So they put it through an AI uh, detection thing. 
and they found that it resembled like 90% of an AI generated film. So really, or, or, or of an AI generated picture, I should say not film. Um, so, um, Disney is under a lot of fire and they have just said no comment. They, they are just not saying anything, but it is pretty much more than likely confirmed that they recreated this picture instead of taking an artist and saying, Hey, can you redraw this for us? They just straight up put it through AI. Dude, that is such crap, man. You can't no, hire I know. somebody for a stupid painting. Like literally like, and it's not like it's a hard painting. I'll send it to you right now. I will send it to you right now. It would probably take somebody since considering that they just have uh work to go off of already, they're just repainting it, you know? Um, and even if they're doing it digitally, you know, it won't take more than probably three days to repaint. So look at this. I will send this to you right now private well, privately. I'm not gonna show I mean we could show it, but whatever. So the one on the left is the original and the one on the right is the AI painted version. And you can kind of just tell. I mean Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would they do that? You can totally tell. And it, it's just, it, it's just, it's dumb. Like, I don't, I don't know who in their right mind thought this was a good idea. They also, can I just say, Dude, they also got crack. <laughs> in the, the bottom under, left. Yeah, the, bo the one under uh, a goofy. <laughs> that, that, that was supposed to be, uh, what's his face? Why would you do that? The the dwarf, yeah. No, look, they got rid of like all the other characters except for the Mickey Mouse characters. They got rid of uh, Snow White. Um, they got rid of Peter Pan, Pinocchio. Uh, that looks like Cinderella. And then they got rid of the dwarf too. Like, why did they do that? Also, look at Minnie. Like, she looks like a, a fucking animatronic. Like, she looks like some like, um, like she yeah, she looks so uncanny. And, like, I just don't understand why you couldn't just repaint the fucking photo. Like, just genuinely just remake the photo. I also will say this. The original looks better, too. And then Disney had the nerve. You can look at the bottom left. Disney has the nerve to put their copyright Disney on there. Fucking assholes. No, so... Yeah, so everybody you can't see, and we're not showing it anyway, so who cares? Um, but essentially, the they took a really old painting of Mickey Mouse and them at a dinner table. Um, they're all huddled around a dinner table with, like, Thanksgiving dinner. And they essentially just recreated it with AI um, and put a bunch of these characters, uh, <laughs> to say the least, they uh, look very um, not natural and kind of disgusting in a lot of aspects. Yeah. Um, you can, I mean, if you just focus on one character in this thing, you can just look how disgusting it is. I mean, uh, Pluto the dog, I don't even know what's going on with him um, over there. That dude looks like he but, came out of the trailer park. Yeah, somebody actually, that guy that you said looked like crack, somebody in the comments posted my sleep paralysis demon with a close-up of him. <laughs> That's just, you, uh, you would think... Oh my god. Even for like an AI image, like you couldn't add more characters since you wanted to take out. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it doesn't want to draw Snow White well. Well, here's Goofy instead. And they got rid of the turkey. Yeah, they got rid of the turkey. It's a fucking pie. What the f I didn't even notice that. It's a whole ass 
apple pie. What? <laughs> Come on, bro. Okay, Thanksgiving, you got to have a turkey. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> that is just, oh my god. Anyways. Anyways. Oh yeah, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World was also on sale for $12, but I didn't want to get it. Because I've just, I, I just, yeah. The entire, okay, so get this, right? Top Gun 2, the movie collections are like, both the Top Gun movies were on sale in like 4K. The 4K UHD versions. I'm like, oh shit, okay, you know. I'll mm -hmm. maybe think about it. You want to know how much they are? How much? $61. Yee. Yeah, I was like, for two fucking movies? Whoa. It's Lord of the Rings does the same thing, dude. I don't know. Warner Brothers knows their fan base way too well. They, quite literally, you can get the, and it's on sale right now, in quotes, in, on sale, okay? And you can get the Lord of the Rings extended trilogy movies in 4K for $79.99, and that's on sale. Ugh. It might have went down now. It might be like $71 or something. But yeah, and then the James Bond films, same thing. I have the James Bond. I have the Five Bill collection, the Daniel Craig uh, collection already. So, um, And then, yeah, that I mean, for other tinier news that has come out, Deadpool 3 has officially resumed filming. Uh, That's good to hear. And, yep, and the cast is all there. They're all suited up. And the movie should be done being filmed by the end of the year. So they must have been pretty close to being done. Right? Yeah, they must have been. If it's Well, the movie's coming out in July and they haven't pushed it back yet. So Yeah, so it's gotta be done then. Dude, I'm gonna feel so fucking sorry for the fucking team that has to work on Deadpool 3. You have four months to to quite literally do every single VFX shot and editing shot for Deadpool 3, which is more than likely going to be like a two and a half hour long film. Ooh. Oh my God. I am now realizing how, um, how sorry I am for people who have to work through that. That is literally going to be crunch time to the max, dude. Those guys aren't even going to get to sleep or go home. They're going to have to sleep at the office. Have to pay respects. Yep. Well, Raven. Oh shit! I almost died. How was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was good. I made a whole five-pound batch of taco meat. <laughs> you're always a taco guy. I, I always will tacos. be like, "What are you doing, Raven?" And you're like, oh, "I'm making fucking seventy pounds of tacos exactly. for the rest of the year." My Thanksgiving was tacos. Really? You didn't do any turkey? Nothing like that? No. No. I wanted to. But I kind of waited too late to get stuff that was kind of already cooked because I don't have a roaster, so. That makes sense. I was um, like, crap, I waited, you know, and then, of course, having to work before and after Thanksgiving didn't help, so I kind of just wanted to just rest. That makes sense, you know, do something nice. Well, I got to say, <clears throat> I actually had Thanksgiving dinner um, the night of uh, the Beast cast on Wednesday um, when it dropped. I had a nice dinner. So for international students and national students here at Lyon College, um, there is a place called the Spragans House. It's essentially a really nice old, you know, brick-style house, like a very cozy, awesome. It's been modernized and renovated and stuff like that, you know. For But there's a family that lives there. Um, 
it's it's always like a professor and his family that live at the house. Um, so shout out to Dr. Beezer. He's amazing. He's awesome. Um, he's from uh, Canada, and so his family lives here. And so he decided to do an international students' Thanksgiving for all the students who were either international because we have a lot of students from Brazil and over in Europe. Um, we have a lot of basketball players from like uh, Prussia region, like like Russia, um, Poland, stuff like that. Um, so he invited all those people, plus all the faculty who were international and, and all across the country that came here um, to come have dinner at his house. Not too many people showed up like student wise, but a lot of the faculty were there. So I had a very nice, I dressed nice, you know, cause I was like, Oh, I'm sure, you know, it's going to be a, and I am glad I did because these motherfuckers were showing up in suits and ties. Like I was at a fucking VOT, like, um, like internet, I was at like some VOT meeting, you know, like where the superheroes are meeting all the, like the execs, like, like Stan Edgar and shit yeah. like that. Like that's, that's how everybody fucking looked. Like everybody had like a fucking three piece suit on and I'm like, Oh, Here's me in my semi-fancy clothes that I wore to my fucking my my uncle's wedding. So, um, I had a great dinner. I had a great dinner, and I also had a lot of weird French desserts too. What? And which ones? So there was this um little cream de la. I don't know if you know what that is. It's like essentially like a pudding. It's like a it's like a bread pudding kind of. It's very similar to um like the. I don't know if you've ever seen Gordon Ramsay do it, but it's like these cups of of like sugar pudding, and then you put bread over top of it, and you kind of you kind of just burn it a little bit. Um, they have their own little French version of that, and it was so fucking good. Um, and then there was these little fucking poppers. I don't actually know what their names were. Um, they were like little balls filled with um this little goo, and it was so good. Um, little balls with there, it's it's a uh, cro crocambouche crocambouche is what it's called apparently. Oh, they're essentially like a cream puff. So they were they were delicious, um. And I had those, and then we had classic Thanksgiving stuff. We had ham, turkey. I don't eat turkey, so um, I didn't have any turkey. But um, ham um, was delicious. Um, and then he has a pizza. The the family has this big stone pizza oven outside, and um, I since I worked at a pizza place, you know, I went and I made a little pizza for myself, and they started whipping out a bunch of pizzas for everybody. So we ended up having these classic fired pizzas oh my god it was so good um and then i tried vanilla coke for the first time oh for the first time how did you like it for the i i actually liked vanilla coke see i'm not a coke guy i actually like pepsi when it comes to the the regular cola um i think coke i like i'll drink coke like it's nothing like coke you know um uh and so but coke is okay the vanilla coke is okay yeah, I like vanilla Coke. I actually don't like Coke or Pepsi, but if I somebody has vanilla Coke, I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll drink it. Have you ever had vanilla Dr. Pepper is the question. No. Why would anybody so make that? Go. here's the thing. Go to Burger King, your local Burger King. They have a Coca-Cola freestyle machine at every Burger King, and you can get Dr. Pepper vanilla. You can get Dr. Pepper cherry. You can get Dr. Pepper... Um, there's a few other flavors, 
and it is I, I'm not kidding you. It is so, so good. It is so good. Dr. Pepper Vanilla is so good. I know it doesn't sound like it'd be good, but it is so fucking good. See now, Dr. Pepper Cherry is kind of weird too, because it's like, well, Dr. Pepper is already like half cherry as a flavor, so it's like, um, whatever. But it actually is good too, Dr. Pepper Cherry, because then you get more of that cherry flavor. Isn't Dr. Pepper like three hundred flavors or twenty three flavors or something like that? Supposedly, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Mountain Dew. Like, what flavor is Mountain Dew? Uh, citrus acid. <laughs> Yellow lightning. Fucking. Oh, dude, we should do a. Maybe that's what we should do for the fucking Beast Unleashed. We should rank our favorite um off-brand sodas and off-brand desserts and drinks and stuff like that. <laughs> Doctor Bob. Doctor Bob. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Doctor Bob shit? You can buy it. It's a real. It's a real product you can buy. Really. Doctor Bob soda. It's it's <laughs> you can buy it. You can buy a two liter of Doctor Bob for two bucks. Look at this shit. Oops, that <laughs> Doctor shit. That's not what I meant. Doctor Bob. <laughs> Here, hold on. I didn't mean to send you that. I meant to send you the link. It didn't copy the link for some reason. Here, there you go. Look at that. It's fucking real. Oh my lord. Dr. Bob, dude. I gotta know how it tastes. I have to know. I would be scared to even drink it. Why? Why would you be scared to drink it? I don't know. I've never trusted a Bob. I, I actually, I, I'm not even, uh, I'm not even kidding. I thought about getting it. Um, I thought, I thought about getting it and sending it as a gift to Jake's Pizza when I, um, when I still work there, like as a, just for shits and giggles. Whoa. Find a pickup location for Dr. Bob. Yeah, that's not happening. I just want to order it. I want somebody to send me a bottle of Dr. Bob. If somebody out there, if you own a can, a bottle, or anything of Dr. Bob, as long as it's unopened, I will I will send it my way. Get in contact with me. Join the Discord and get in contact with me. I will quite literally change your life. We will review Dr. Bob. Now, if I find out it's open, though, if I if I turn it and I don't hear that carbonation, motherfucker. Ooh, there's gonna be some going throwing down. hands. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna trace the package back to the UPS store that you went to. Wait until you send another package, and I just slash your tires, put an IC ICD under your fucking car. Damn. <laughs> what does ICD even stand for? Improvised something device. Dude, I, I don't know. Well, 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 no! God damn it! No. Well, maybe no I don't want to know. <laughs> maybe you just need to deal with the fact your your pop didn't have fizz, okay? <laughs> Fucking. That there was no pop. All right. Ugh. Carbonation is hard so to come by. That is true. Can you recarbonate sodas? Is that a thing? I'm sure you can, right? I'm sure there's like a machine. You probably can, but I don't know if it would taste as good anymore. 
It's going to taste like fucking TV static. I feel like it would be the same as like microwaving a McDonald's burger. (laughs) Dude, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold your horses here, pal. I'm not kidding you. I have to microwave my food every single time I get I, I get food from those places. They never, ever have hot food, bro. I fucking go to those places, I get my food, and it is dead cold, bro. All the time. Every single fucking time. I have to go put it in the microwave for like 30 seconds. And it usually when it's fresh, okay? when I shouldn't say fresh because it's cold. But when it's cold like that and it comes from the place and then you heat it up instantly, it does not taste that bad. Now, if you've ever heated up McDonald's fries two days after um, you've gotten them, that's a different story. That is that is a choking hazard, okay? That is like, that that sticks to the top of your roof, like the roof of your mouth, and you gotta like, you gotta like pick it out with a toothpick. Ugh, I fucking I hate that. Oh, man. Okay, uh, moving on to some other news. Uh, yeah. Dave Filoni has officially become the chief creative officer of Lucasfilms. He will now work directly with Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy to oversee every single project of Star Wars, including um, the upcoming shows such as Ahsoka 2, The Mandalorian Season whatever, and um, the new trilogy that uh, supposedly takiti ass is fucking directing yeah that takiti wahidi cock ass dude i don't understand why can't he just why can you just not make like why why do you got why does everything gotta piss people off like i actually want to okay i genuinely will contact him to get him on the show i want to hear why he wants to piss on everything like why why do you want to piss people off with your work? Why not make something that, you know, everybody's going to enjoy? That would be too simple. Like, <laughs> heaven forbid I just direct something that people want to watch. Like it's not that I don't want to watch your films. I'm sure if you actually just stop trying to make stupid films, you would probably be a good director. But like why are you trying? Like, are you trying to fail? Like, do you just hate... Like, he's got to be one of those, like, inside ops, right? Like, he's got to be one of those guys that just hates movies, and so he wants to make every movie, like, shit or something. <laughs> like, he, he's trying to destroy it from the... He's trying to he's trying to take the... He's trying to douse the fire from inside the house, is what the saying is. That's what Thomas Jefferson said when he, um... When he was in Washington's cabinet. And he, um... He wanted to run for president, um, and he well he wanted to fix America, okay, and um, he realized that oh I can't fix America from actually being inside the American political system, so he left, and then he ran for president and took over, and then he made it so the vice president was no longer the guy who was second in place. That's about the only thing he did. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, jokes. Mm-hmm. He's rolling over in his grave right now. Bro, you could at least freed your slave mama when you died. Come on, bro. Mm-hmm. What an a-hole. Thanks, dude. Um, what else is going on in the world? Oh, yeah. Um, so we have a we have an official release month for the boys season four. Ooh. It's coming it's gonna the first three episodes will be released at the end of May. And throughout the month of June, the next episodes will um, come out. The last five episodes. 
Um, and apparently this will not be the last season of The Boys, but they quote-unquote said big shit is going to happen. Like big shit is going to happen. So that makes me wonder, is Homelander going to die is the question. That... I just, here's the thing. Without Homelander, I don't know if there's a show. That's Exactly. People watched it because of his screwed upness. Well, also, he's like, at this point, the main villain. So, if you want to do another season of The Boys, a whole nother eight hours of The Boys, you're going to do a whole nother eight hours without Homelander? That's crazy. (laughs) I'm sure they're just meaning Vought's going to get into some shit and Homelander's going to fucking... I mean... Homelander's already, yeah, in season three and in season two, he already talked about how he's about ready to um, leave Vought. So maybe that big shit is Homelander fucking pulls a, a Metro Man and he walks away and becomes Music Man, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that would totally Dude, that fucking movie. That fucking movie is so dumb. Hey, I'm not Metro Man anymore. How'd you know my secret identity? I'm Music Man. <laughs> And he's just the worst musician of all time. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Dude, he is, like, such a slept-on hero, bro. That guy literally stopped time for a whole, like, two years. Like, he's so fast. Like, how do you even how do you even do that? By just being amazing. By being a nut. Just being a nut. Did you like Megamind? Yeah. Good. It's a good film. Who voices him? He has such a familiar voice, but I, like, never looked up the cast for that. Who voices Megamind? It's somebody familiar. Is it that one guy uh, who played in How I Met Your Mother? I Fuck don't him. know. Megamind cast. I gotta find out. No, it's Will Ferrell! What the fuck? Really? Oh, well, that's, uh... Jonah, I knew Jonah Hill played uh, Titan. Metro Man was played by Brad Pitt. I knew that. Ben Stiller's in this movie? What the hell? Okay. That's crazy. <clears throat> Anyways. Yeah. So. Um. Oh, yeah. Did you watch Invincible or have you watched Invincible? No, I haven't. Um, the new season came out of Invincible, and apparently the first three episodes were really good. Or, I think first four episodes? I don't remember how many episodes they dropped. They dropped a couple episodes. And now they're not going to release the rest of the show until next year. <laughs> like, what? Like, the last four episodes of the season won't drop for, like, another two months. I'm like, why? What What? What happened? You guys just not done with the show or something? Like, you guys forgot to animate it or what? Why like, wouldn't they? Like, how did, like, you're waiting two months to release the last four episodes of a season? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Like, what, what is, what is the plan? Like, what is the, um, what is the end game here? Are they, I I think, if you want to hear my opinion, I think the, they crunched to get the first four episodes or whatever, how many episodes it was, animated and done. Just so it would get out by the release time. Um, but I have a feeling they were not even close to finishing the show. Or maybe the voice actors 
didn't get into voice act like uh the same problem that happened with the um miles morales movie you remember uh with spider-man into the spider-verse yeah um these they they had to push back the final movie because the voice actors fucking were like hell to the no we're not doing this right now that was even before the actor strike they were like hell no bro are you serious like we're, we're they were getting crunched like a mofo dude they were like you guys got to be in here now and now and it's like jeez dude like we just let us sit down <laughs> we, just, we just we we just we just got done that's what happens when you try to crunch you see that is what happens when you try to crunch um did you watch wish no i didn't i've heard there's I've heard there is some crazy shit about Wish right now. Um, I know that it's uh, a bit divided in terms of you have people who think that it's just for a movie celebrating the 100th year of Disney that it was just uninspired crap. Yeah, and I mean, um, also on top of that, I heard there was a lot of people that were like trying to like justify um the 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 king or whatever um and apparently the king's not a good guy and so everybody was fucking like I'm going to kill you you like the king and it's like what the um and yeah there's like a lot of people I'm looking at like I'm looking at like comments on the um on like the the thing that it says it's out now the guy goes, the fact these reviewers get paid to say these things is ridiculous. Um, and then the guy replied, it's only paid reviews when you don't like the movie. The fact is a general audience kind of semi like this movie, so just hush. The, did they? the king in the movie isn't really a, a threat. He's a, he's a magical guy or a magician who basically plays the crowd in telling them that one of them will get whatever they wish uh, granted. And he doesn't really grant anybody's wish. And the reasoning for it is, well, if you granted everybody's wish, there would be chaos. You can't just get whatever you want simply because you want it. And then, of course, uh, apparently, according to somebody who had watched it, that aside from that, uh, each time he gathered their wishes, he took a, a small piece of their soul. Oh. See, like, okay, the concept sounds like it could be okay. But, like, I'm sure it just, like, was kind of crap. I don't know, that seems like a good message to me, though. Just because you wish something doesn't mean you need to have it. If everybody's wishes were granted, we saw what happened with that in Wonder Woman. True. Through but that. using it as a manip manipulation mechanic of your people, obviously bad. I mean, yeah, but I—I I mean, I—I I don't know. I—I I was tempted to go see the movie, but here's the thing: it is a Disney animation movie, and you'll catch me dead before I go watch a goddamn Disney animation movie in theaters by myself. Bro doesn't want to get. I, I, I dude like. Oh, do you want me to go watch the movie? You want me to go no, watch no, the movie no, right no. now? I was just, the I, last I, episode. I, I was just, I was just joking. Okay. I, I just, that's not, that's not how I roll, dude. I, ugh. when we come back, I got a big topic. I got a big topic, two big topics actually. Um, we got to talk about the boy on the screen. Um, 
Mr. Jensen Ackles because there was something that came out about him um, and a role that we have talked about previously. And then also we get to talk about something that pertains to Keanu Reeves. So Raven's going to love it when we come back. Welcome back to the Beast Cast, baby. Thank you for staying tuned in this far. We have the best takes, best content, and we love our rabbit trails of conversation. We have our hosts, JJ and Raven Bones, bringing you another segment. I hope you enjoy. back to the beast cast we're rolling on we are rolling on and raven i got a big surprise for you all right surprise me um damn that's a good one bro (laughs) no okay listen to this listen to this so this came out and i couldn't believe my eyes i couldn't believe my eyes my eyes i was like but do my eyes deceive me am i seeing something that is not real I, it, it didn't help that I was also waking up in the morning when I saw this on on Wednesday. I I, I read this. I, I follow this account called Culture Crave, and they always kind of just post like, you know, like, oh, you know, here's this new movie that's coming out. You know, it's pretty cool. Here's some still shots. They never really do, like, news about anything, like, crazy going on. This, though, they posted some crazy shit, and I'm like, whoa. Okay, I got to see this. So, Netflix bought a sci-fi series from director Carl Wrench in 2018 and they spent $55 million developing it. You know, whatever. Okay. Who cares? You know, right? Sure. That Netflix does that all the time, but this got fucking insane. The more I read of this, you know, like that meme of the guy from Ratatouille when he's reading the letter yeah, and like he keep the more he keeps reading it, like he gets like more wild eyed, you know, mm-hmm. this was me reading this. The next line, I shit you not says, despite spending $55 million just developing it, not a single episode has ever been finished. Instead, the director, listen to this, the director has reportedly spent 11 million of Netflix's, uh, 11 million of Netflix's dollars gambling on risky stocks and buying Dogecoin. Now get this. This shit gets even crazier. This shit gets even crazier. Hold on. This shit gets even fucking crazier. After which he spent on Dogecoin, which he flipped for $27 million. Wait a minute. Whoa. This guy, this guy just spent $11 million and you're like, oh, this guy's a bad guy. What a douche. He then flipped his money for $27 million. (laughs) Holy shit, dude. Holy, this guy's insane. Dude, get this guy as your financial advisor. What the fuck? This guy just made this guy just 
made 2.3 times his money. Talk about asset flipping. <laughs> yeah. No, get this, get this, get this. It gets even crazier. This is what I mean. It gets even crazier. After this, he then went on a spending spree. He bought five Rolls Royce Royces, a Ferrari, enough furniture to to fill his entire new mansion, and designer clothing. He now is filing for bankruptcy, and the project will <laughs> and the project will not be finished. The only feature film he directed prior to this was 47 Ronin, which was a 16% of Rotten Tomato. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. So they gave this guy $55 million because he directed 47 Ronin. <laughs> there's more. There's more. There's no, more. No, there there's can't way be more. more. But I, I'll let him. I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear your thoughts first. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine fucking taking money given to you for a film and then just straight up going to gamble it. And buying Dogecoin. On Dogecoin. And then you and then you you flip it and win big. <laughs> and then you still don't use it to finish the project. And then he still didn't finish the project. He spent it on a bunch of random shit and went broke. I don't know. You gotta be the dumbest guy in the world. Like, I'm talking so, so unintelligent. That you made 2.3 times your money that Netflix gave you. And instead, and instead of saying, like, you know what? Maybe I should give that back to Netflix. I should give my money back to Netflix and then take what I have. Instead, you spend it all. You spend the whole thing on, on, on stupid shit. There's even more. There's there's no, quite literally there's more. there's not more. Mr. Rinch financed the production with his own money at first and hired mostly European actors and crew members, which... Re no, this is where shit gets, like, hits the fan. Like, this is crazy. Which reduced the cost and avoided the Hollywood union rules. Okay? So he's already doing sh shady shit. The early shoots followed punishing schedules. During a shoot in Kenya... Mr. Rinch reportedly insisted on filming for 24 hours straight. In Romania, the lead actress caught hypothermia during a scene, bare-legged in the snow, and had to be rushed to the hospital and almost had to get her leg amputated. The, the, they, to keep the project going, he secured investments from Keanu Reeves and 30 West, who came on as producers. Wrench finished editing six short episodes ranging from four to ten minutes. He used them to pitch the big to the star. He used them to pitch the big streaming companies on a thirteen episode, one hundred and twenty minute first season. Netflix was convinced the show had the potential to be a sci fi franchise as successful as Stranger Things that could possibly spawn sequels and spinoffs. Little did they know what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah, little did they know. My God, there's there's even more um, other shit talking from the actors and actresses from the uh, from when he did the shoots, um, but it, it's not needed. You got the whole thing right there. That's the whole cards laid out on the table. He quite literally was going on side quests the entire time he was filming the movie. I I don't understand. I first off, I don't even know where to begin. How in your right mind do you think that 24 hour filming schedules 
is is a reality that people should be doing. Like I I like even as a person, like as a director, I'd get tired, right? Like from twenty four yeah. hours of filming. There, like, what are you trying to crunch for in twenty four hours? Like twenty four hour filming sessions, like you can get a lot done. Yeah, sure, go ahead. But you got to remember, you're not getting the best of everybody from that. You are getting quite literally the worst of the worst after 24 hours. Like, I would be exhausted, man. I can't fucking act after I just sat there for 24 hours filming. That's insane. That's insanity. Also, the fact is, why did Keanu Reeves come onto this project? I honestly don't know. That's the thing. Like, why did he... What? He saw... I'm sure he didn't see all of it, but he saw... He was like, oh yeah, I worked on 47 Ronin with him. Yeah. Yeah, that movie was shit. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to help produce this next movie. <laughs> oh, man. But Netflix did get their sci-fi franchise that they wanted. So, it wasn't Stranger Things. It comes from the man, the myth, the legend. Who? You know. Are we fucking are we retarded? Yeah. The stupid fucking, um, what's that show called that they're coming out in January? With Scar, Scar Giver. Oh, Rebel Moon. Yeah, Rebel Moon, there you go. Dude, I'm so excited for that. I actually am really excited for Rebel Moon, too. Um, I'm curious. The only thing I'm curious about with Rebel Moon is... How, okay, so it's a movie, and then they have another movie coming out, right? Zack Snyder's got another one coming mm-hmm. out right after. Um, so are they going to – is is the plan to make this, like, multiple movies, like like five or six movies, or is this going to be, like, a trilogy? I don't know. Because – uh, if it's if it's just like a trilogy, I'm kind of excited. If it's five or six movies, I don't know if I can handle that. That's a lot. No. I am I am excited though for the first Rebel Moon. Regardless, I'm just hoping it doesn't blow. Do you think Zack Snyder's gonna do a Snyder cut of his own movie that's like five hours long? Um, I would hope not. You have Netflix. You can have the movie be as long as you need it to be. There's no reason for a cut. See, but I kind of like director's cuts, though. Well, I do, too, like, but, like, I, I only like them after I went to the movie theater, and I've been like, oh, sweet, that's really cool. Oh, there's going to be more than what I saw, but, like, why would I get off of Netflix and be like, Oh sweet, that was cool. And them tell me, oh yeah, we're coming out with another one that has like an extra twenty minutes of footage. And I'm like, well, why couldn't you just put that on Netflix? Isn't that the what they did right with here. um with that one movie that came out um with the doll like last year? Me- uh, Megan. Yeah, with Megan. Yeah, they did like an unrated version. It made no difference to the movie. Really? Yeah, I watched the, uh, I watched the normal, and then I watched the under. It made no difference to the movie. 
what what was supposed to be the difference like more blood yeah it was just more gore more blood because they wanted it to be pg-13 i mean they wanted it to be rated r but the studio was like no we want it to be pg-13 and so it was basically just more blood gore and like an extra more detailed killing of a few things on screen it didn't really change the plot was that movie even good I actually liked it. Like, I'm not saying it's like the best, but I was sitting back and I was kind of going, you know, the the writing for the movie isn't bad. Like, I thought it was good. I I think maybe this was the director's fault because, to me, I was getting there's some very clear messages in that movie that aren't like the typical messages that I was thinking. I thought the movie would simply be, you know, robot bad don't do robot but that actually wasn't it it was actually more of a message for parents which i thought was actually interesting parents should watch the film yeah because like to me it was it was i was kind of just sitting there and i was saying a few things to myself i was kind of like yeah well you really shouldn't do that because you know there's a reason why you're a parent and then i was like getting upset because i was like yeah this movie seems weird and then all of a sudden you'd have somebody in the room say exactly what I said when it was needed to the main character. And I was like, see, that's what I'm saying. So the movie is self-aware. That's what I'm saying. Google, show me this guy's balls. Oh, um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've never seen that? Uh, no. What? Okay. No, hold on. We are, we're not pausing the episode, but we are a hundred percent. You are seeing this right now. What? Why? Just watch it. You get, you have to see this. This is something that quite literally cannot you your eyes cannot be reverted. What? Where's the audio, bro? Definitely like the battle pass. Definitely a battle pass. Definitely like the battle pass. That's what I'm saying. Google, show me this guy's balls. Whoa! <laughs> Google, show me this guy's balls. Whoa. <laughs> I don't even understand the clip. The guy, the the original guy, those TikToks never. I like. I don't understand TikTok really how like that works. But like, so the 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 guy, the original guy, the black dude at the top right is the original video, and he's like looking at some clip, and then he goes, "That shit looks like the battle pass," and I'm like, "What the? What does that even mean?" And then those other guys just go, "That's what I'm saying," and then he fucking Google, show me this guy's balls. It's like what the? That is just quite literally TikTok humor. That is, that is TikTok humor in a nutshell. I do like that saying though. Google, show me this guy's. <laughs> I'm sure uh, you do Rebel, like that. Re- shut up! Shut up! All right, Rebel Moon. Rebel Moon. So Rebel Moon comes out December fifteenth. Uh, uh, that's close. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what? That is like way too close. Wait, I'm excited now. I thought it came out in 2024. Do you think we're actually going to see laser sword action? Like, good choreographed laser sword action? Yeah, I do. I can't call it lightsaber, because it's not a lightsaber. Do you know lightsaber is copyrighted by Disney? That's bullshit. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I think that we're going to see... I think we're going to see some good choreographed stuff. I I know that because of... Okay, from the vibes of the trailer... 
that there's going to be the only time the swords get taken out is when things are actually getting real and that each time the swords are out it's going to be a very like earned or special moment for that part of the film like i don't uh what it's kind of like when godzilla uses atomic breath the dude doesn't use it at all until like it comes down to the last measure and when he uses it you know crap's about to get real that type of feeling i feel like that's how they're going to use him well because godzilla is self self-aware isn't he like he knows that the humans like will die he he, he can be self-aware well okay i've never understood this and this is what this is i love godzilla i think godzilla is the bro like he's legit okay Love him way more than King Kong. Despite me actually loving the old King Kong movies. I love the old Godzilla movies too, but I like the old King Kong movies more. But I never understood if his motives are that he wants to protect humans. If he wants... Like, he does... I know he doesn't want to go out of his way to hurt humans. But, like, he... There's so many casualties all the time on accident. Like, it's like superhero movies. So, like, is his goal... Like, what is his end-all goal? Like, as a monster. Is he just vibing? Is he just there? And it just kind yeah, of... Yeah, he's just, just vibing. And then, and then... But, like, see, like, Godzilla movies, like, you know, the threat comes, and then Godzilla's like, fine, I'll do it myself, and I'll take care of it, you know, after the humans can't take care of it. Like, in um that one with the flying fucking three-headed dragon. Yeah. Uh, What was that dragon's name after? Godira. Godira, yeah. Godira, yeah, I think that... Godira. King Godira. King Godira. And then they used his skull for the fucking. They used one. They used one of his skulls to power Mecha Godzilla. That was fucking. That, mm-hmm. Okay, I will say that fight scene of Kong and Zilla versus Mecha Godzilla, dude. That was fucking sick, dude. That fucking scene is awesome. That scene. I also was, love that. Yeah. I also love that Kong just has like a fucking like a Ragnarok fucking God of War axe the the entire fight too. Mm-hmm. One that can somehow absorb the power of Godzilla's atomic breath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I also it was cool to see like how they were doing King Kong in like the 21st century because see like the last time we saw King Kong like Skull Island right and so like that was in the 60s and you know that movie's awesome I love that movie it's only movie Brie Larson's good in by the way yeah um it proves that she could be a good actor if she actually tries um that movie is awesome. And then, like, you see how they have, like, the walls and stuff to make him think, like, he's still in, like, the, the like, tropical jungle, but he's actually, like, just in, like, some, like, um, like, little, uh, they, like, turn Skull Island into, like, some, like, base, you know? Like, uh, that they, like, uh, test Godzilla, or not test Godzilla, like, test King Kong, and it's, like, that's so cool. Also, dude, the guy from Roseanne's in that movie, in, in Skull Island. Yeah, John Goodman. <laughs> Dude, I love him. He's in he's in uh 13 Cloverfield Lane too. And I love that movie too. That movie's fucking Dude, at the end of that movie, she fucking throws like some Molotov. Like nobody thought to just toss a little Molotov into the fucking monster's mouth and kill it. Like, oh no. Like we've been shooting this thing with fucking rockets and RPGs and guns for for fucking years. Or I shouldn't say years, but like months, and it's doing nothing but one little Molotov to the mouth and it's done. Like <laughs> You know what's God. funny is what that movie was originally supposed to be. Uh, it I actually read the leaked script for 13 Cloverfield Lane. It was originally yeah. called The Cellar. 
it had nothing to do with what it shows you at the end with the plot twist but everything leading up to that ending plot twist um was somewhat kept the same uh only it garnered like the same results honestly i felt more tension reading the the the, the screenplay before they made changes to it because like you really don't understand if this dude is actually someone who kidnaps and imprisons like a girl in that cellar of his into some like Stockholm. Oh, look, it's an apocalypse up there. You can't leave as a way to force her to be with him. Or if like he's telling the truth and, and you know, yeah, well, we saw how that turned out. He, he, he I mean, in theory, he was telling the truth. Yes. I, I don't understand the protect the, never really. Okay. It's obvious he has malicious intentions with her, but he's not lying. To be fair, there was a fucking monster up there. There, there was, there was an apocalypse going on, but yeah. it was very malicious on what he tried to do. He, he purposely rammed into her car to knock her out and take her into his cellar. Also, I want to say, I like the Cloverfield monsters. I think they're cool. Um, and honestly, that would be a cool thing to spin into the uh, monarch thing but i know they would never because like the cloverfield universe is fucking nasty like it's literally just fucking city's gone in an instant you're like oh okay like okay in the in the movie in the movie she realizes that there's like an alien invasion going on yeah that's not that's not from just one big monster in this in the screenplay the whole idea was that there was a nuclear fallout and that the air upstairs is toxic and you can't leave. And funny enough, uh, it is revealed in that screenplay near near the end before she makes an escape that he actually did ram her off the road for the intention of kidnapping her and doing what he did to the girl previously. But it so happened to coincide with an actual nuclear fallout happening at the same time to where now he actually didn't have to worry about keeping up a story of lying that he could, because it was all true. He was hoping that she would just believe him. Yeah. And, um, I actually, I, I kinda, I think the ending of 13 Cloverfield Lane is kind of cheesy, but I like the movie. I think, I think the, I think for like 90% of the movie, it's good. And then, like, the alien invasion thing, it's like, okay, yeah, you're tying it into the movie, sure, whatever. But um, it kind of set up, like, they were going to, like, make, like, some final movie, like a trilogy. Like, like Cloverfield and 13 Cloverfield Lane, and there was going to be some other movie, you know, that was going to, like, finish Netflix off. Netflix had one that was crappy. Really? Yeah, called Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, I never watched it. It was kind of crappy. I don't understand how it fits into the universe, but then I guess nothing really understands or knows what it's doing, but... I was hoping for another one after that. Kind of like Annihilation. I read Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer um, for class, and I've decided I want to read the rest of it. The novels are so good because it's like essentially like documenting documenting this Area X, right? This like this weird thing kind of crashed into this lighthouse, and like you don't know that yet, but like there's some weird shit going on, and you want it, and they want to know what's in there, you know? So then you find out that this like um uh southern reach uh company they're like secretly like putting these people in here to feed this monster but like they don't know that they're just thinking they're in there to like to try and like find out what's going on in there um 
So it's kind of got like a mul- multiple su- like subplots going on in the novel, despite it only being like 200 pages long. But then, but then, they made the Annihilation movie with Natalie Portman. And I think the movie is good. I think it's a disgrace to call it Annihilation, though. It is its own movie. It's a good movie, but it's nothing. I mean, it's nothing. It doesn't even have the same characters as the as really? the book. The it has one. It has two of the same characters. It has the hus. It has the husband, and it has the 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 wife, which is Natalie Portman, um, who's a biologist. But quite literally, every single character is has a name, which they don't have in the novels um, until way later on, like the third novel. Um, and it it's dumb. It is it is so dumb. I, I, I think it's a disgrace to call it just annihilation because it is more than just the first book. Like they essentially took the first book and made like a, its own movie out of it, um, without taking hardly anything other than the idea, like the general idea of Area X. And I think that's just kind of dumb. Like if you're gonna call it by the direct name of the book, you gotta at least like do justice to the novel. Yeah. Even the, even the monster wasn't even the same. It wasn't. It was it. So the the mo- I don't want to spoil it. I'll spoil it. The monster in Annihilation is like this reflective uh being that essentially like um it like heart if it if it like gets human blood in it it can like spawn an offspring of that person entirely. Um, and the monster is essentially the lighthouse, right? Like it's this nasty weird alien thing that shot in. This alien thing crashed in in the novel, but it crashed into the lighthouse where this lighthouse keeper was. And the lighthouse keeper turned into this big uh, crawler, is what it's called. This nasty sludge monster that just destroys, like, everything. There's also this massive tower in the novel that um, that goes under the ground. Like, it's a tower that goes underneath the ground. Like, it's a like a paradox going into the ground, you know? Like, like um, if you go all the way down the tower, there's a door to you don't know where yet um, in the first novel. Um, but the monster is reaching that place. Um, and that's not even in the movie at all. There's not even a tower in the movie at all. It was a lighthouse. That's it. Which is dumb. Um, I, I like the novel, too. It's got good writing. And the character, the idea of not naming the characters I thought was really cool. Okay. Our final news of the day. We right. are moving on to our last thing. Jensen Ackles. The man, the myth, the legend. You see him on screen right now. Um, Raven, you don't see him, but. But um, you see him on screen right now. This guy. Uh, he played Soldier Boy. He played in um, that dumb show that went on for like 50,000 seasons. Um, what's that show called? Fucking, uh, I'm blanking. You know you know the show? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Friends? No, no, he wasn't on Friends. Jesus. He was on... Um... The Office? Nope, Supernatural. Oh, yeah, okay. He was on Supernatural. He was in The Boys. Um, so that's kind of like his big roles. Um, anyways, he has officially, well, not officially, but he has officially said that he would be interested in playing Batman. Officially, he said this. Then, then it came out that um, apparently James Gunn has been listening to fan casts of um of ideas for casting characters like for people to cast as characters he says if that's what the fans want we consider it is essentially what james gunn said then james gunn said 
it's not entirely out of the question for Batman to be played by Jensen Ackles in the new Batman movie that's going to be in the DCU. Uh, the DCU's Batman. Now, there's a rumor that Jensen Ackles is one of the finalists of three actors to play Batman. Raven. Yeah. What is your uh, thoughts and feelings? I'm open to it. I think it could be a good Batman, and here's why. We want somebody, nobody's ever going to be able to replace Batfleck. Batfleck, our beloved. Okay. Okay. But Batfleck was his own Batman, right? I mean, everybody has their own little Batman, you know? We we have the Bale Batman. We have the West Batman, you know, which is a goofy Batman. Um, we have Pat, uh, Pattinson Batman, Robert Patterson. Okay. Pattinson? Yeah, Pattinson. God, jeez. Fucking idiot. Um, we could have a new Batman. And I think this works, too, because he can play a, a little bit more aged Batman, kind of similar to Batflick, um, as in he's not fresh meat, right? He's been around the block a few times, right? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the Batman that we want to see now. We have uh, Pattinson's Batman. We have a young, fresh Batman who's learning the ropes in a grounded universe. We need a skilled older Batman who's got not just a Batmobile, he's got the Batwing, he's got all the cool technology and shit, just like Batfleck, but even like 10 times cooler, right? I don't know how you'd be able to do it, but there's a way to do it. Somebody will figure it out. And I think he'd be great for that. He's also, he's lean enough to be Batman. Like, he's he's not like Batfleck where he's like a brute, where he's big, right? But he's like lean, like Christian Bale kind of, where he's kind of like... He's he's got that leanness to like how you would expect Batman to be, right? Yeah. I I'm open to it. I'm really open to it. Um, now is there anybody else that you would think would possibly be better? Since apparently James Gunn listens to fan cast, which means he absolutely listens to the Beast cast. Of course. Um, yes. Is there anybody that he should consider over Jensen Ackles? Like, is there one person? That just sticks out to you like, that guy needs to fucking play this guy. Seriously. Honestly, I can't really think of any. Um, I, I honestly can't. Because, yeah, like, I mean, I, I can't think of, like, anybody. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I can't think of, I can't think of anybody. Like, off the top of my head. It's just, Batman's such a subjective role, I feel like. I feel like it's hard to mess it up, too, right? It is hard to mess it up, yeah. Because, like, even George Clooney, despite having bat nipples, still did a good job at, <laughs> at, playing, <laughs> at playing Batman, dude. So, I mean, it's not a tough role to get into. It's a tough role to master. It's not a tough role to do good at. Um... I I also think he kind of has that voice too. Um, if he wanted to be a little bit of a a more uh, a more like a uh, asshole Batman kind of older asshole, you know, because Batfleck Batfleck was kind of like that. He was kind of like a dick, a little bit. I kind of like that Batman. I like the Batman that's a little snarky asshole. 
Um, I also want to see contingency plans. I want to see how he's going to defeat every single other member of the Justice League. That'd be cool. So, Raven, if he does get casted as Batman for a first role, like, um, what what do you think? What do you think? Like, the first Batman villain should be in this universe, then, for a standalone Batman film in the DCU. Um, since we're going off the rails, right? Since we're going, we're going off the rails. Off we're the gonna, rails. Okay. Yeah, like we're having a crazy. He's like powerful Batman. He's got a bat wing. He's got all that shit. What What do you think fits that? Uh, I, okay, just me because I know it'll bring in, you know, people of all men of culture and uh, certain things. Uh, I feel like we should get a really good Poison Ivy movie. <laughs> See, and supposedly there will be a Robin in this movie. I don't know if he'll be like a sidekick Robin. Maybe he will be. Um, we're going to get a Robin, though, too. So that could work. Yeah, I want a good, I mean, I want a really good Poison Ivy movie. I want Deathstroke to come back. Uh, I want Two-Face to be done again, because he really, he was okay as Harvey Dent. You know, Harvey Dent's, oh, no, sorry, I'm, I, I'm acting as if that's the actor's name. In Batman, uh, The Dark Knight, okay? I liked how they brought about Two-Face with um, Heath Ledger's Joker, but Two-Face has a lot more depth to him than what was shown in that Christopher Nolan. And Tommy Lee Jones did a great job at playing Two-Face in that one movie where Jim Carrey is is the Riddler. And I just feel like a, an actual dedicated Two-Face movie along with Poison Ivy would be really cool. See, I want... I want I want a grounded not a grounded sorry. I want this could be good for um this could be good for the Batman 2. Mr. Freeze. I want I want to see a <laughs> I want to see a I want to see a good Mr. Freeze that's not Arnold. Duh, it's getting cold in here, huh? Fucking oh my Imagine god. Imagine if they recast Arnold. Dude, he's too old, bro. I can't do I can't live with that. I couldn't live with it. I absolutely I don't even think he wants to do the role again. I, I, I watched I I watch a lot of football, and he was on Monday Night Football with um with the with the secondary casting guys. There there are two retired football Hall of Famers that do the do the Monday Night Show, and he they'll bring in like special guests to watch the show with them. He showed up on the Zoom call with a fucking donkey. He was feeding a donkey a caramel on the fucking middle of a football game, and I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Oh my god, this donkey just sniffing. He's like, here, listen. And it, like that, fucking eating a caramel. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to watch a football game, bro. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, bro. You fucking asshole. Oh. Bro, how, how did... That's just funny to me. I, how does somebody I, do that? I would want a grounded Mr. Freeze. I think having Mr. Freeze come back as a villain regardless would be good. I know they're going to do Hush or whatever for the next movie, so that'll be cool. Finally, we're going to get to see Hush on film. And knowing Reeves, it's going to be done fa fantastically. His villains are just as good as Nolan's villains. Um, I would, I'd be interested in seeing, like, a Scarecrow. 
maybe Ooh, again. Yeah. Like like a like Cillian Murphy did a great job at Scarecrow. Um but like I want to see like I, I like I want to see more of Scarecrow because he became such a side plot in the movie. Yeah. In the first movie. I want to see him fully have like a developed character where he doesn't just oh I'm insane now I'm going to get locked up halfway through the movie. I want to see I want to see him behind the scenes working his magic, getting people out of Arkham, you know, doing all that stuff. Um I don't want to see Riddler. I think Riddler we just saw Riddler 2022. I perfectly am fine with that Riddler. I thought Paul Dano did a great job. Um I would want to see the only thing is <clears throat> I would maybe want to see like um how they would do Joker. Not like make him a main villain yet, but maybe do kind of similar to how the Batman did where he's kind of maybe locked up right now but he's going to get free soon type of deal so we can kind of get introduced to the character in Arkham. Um I don't know who would play get him. Maybe they bring back Jared Leto. Oh. <laughs> I don't think they would. I think that's the last. I feel thing like I'm the back. only one who saw the potential in Jared Jared Leto's Joker, and I wanted more. Yeah, well, I feel like every single role he does, he like, he, I feel like he's just like, oh, you want me to do? He's such a funny guy too. Can I just say, Jared Leto is such a funny guy. When the Morbius memes came out, he fucking he posted a video on his Instagram, and his wife was like, "What you got there?" And he goes, "Uh, uh," and he like pulls it, and it just says Morbius two. It's Morbin time script, and I'm like, "Okay, dude, that's fucking like he he embraces everything." Yeah. I love that. I also loved him in Blade Runner, and he's gonna have a bigger role in the. By the way, forgot to announce. Yes, they are starting the outlining of the third and final Blade Runner movie to finish the Blade Runner trilogy. What and. Yeah, so so Blade Runner, you know, in 1980, Ridley Scott. Then Blade Runner 2049 comes out, you know. Um, and they left the movie on a cliffhanger because they want to make it a trilogy. They want to make it a final three movie. You know, this will be it. Because um, the original movie is based off of a novel. The second movie is not based off anything. Um, and the third movie is going to be the same way, where it's not based off anything other than the second movie. Um, so it's going to finish off the third movie's plot. Uh, or the third movie is going to finish off the plot. They have it there. This is still really early in development. I'm talking this movie probably won't come out till like 2028, 20, 2029. Like this is like, they just essentially announced it to say, yes, the movie exists. It's coming out. Just stop. Yes, we know. We've heard you. Will Ryan Gosling return? I have no idea. They haven't said anything about that. You but know. anyways, Jared Leto is coming back for that too. More yeah. than likely. Okay. What were you going to say? Uh, well, there is in the past there. I mean, you could do, uh, Batman meets Morbius because Morbius was at a point, I wouldn't say, uh, an enemy of Batman, but they, they kind of had their, uh, their clash. He's an enemy of the state. Yeah, they did. They did clash kind of like uh, in Batman V Superman where they I... were enemies. But then I guess they came to an understanding of each other. I think the greatest villain for Batman to face would have to be the Face Clan, um, the Face Clan novel uh, or the Face Clan comic. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if you even know that existed. There's a there's a Batman. There's a DC comic where they did DCX Face Clan. The Call of Duty like, players. Yeah, the Call of Duty players, and Batman oh and Robin fight alongside Face Clan. 
to defeat the Riddler, who has some, um, who has created some cybernetic, um, malicious, um, thing that's going to take over the world. It is so bad. You should look it up just to see how bad it is. It is hilariously bad. Um, it's kind of like new Marvel comics. <laughs> I'm Virtual Boy. What do I do? I can't see anything, but I can see stuff through the virtual lenses. Oh my god, what in the... Stop. With that, um, let us know who you think should be a Batman villain to Jensen Ackles uh, Batman, if he does decide, if he does become Batman. Um, I'm really excited. I, I just hope they don't do like Superman, because I know, I, I, I think you heard that the entire Superman new movies cast got casted, and I don't know a single name from the entire project, so that's good news. Um... <laughs> Um, with that, <laughs> let us know. Let us know who you think should uh, either play Batman or who you think should be the villain for the Batman and Robin movie. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate everything. Um, for all of you listeners on Spotify, because we know there is a lot more of you than there is on YouTube, we do an after show called The Beast Unleashed. Go check it out. It's on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spoon107. You can also find the Beast cast there too if you so desire. Um, sometimes we show stuff on screen, not all the time, but sometimes we do. Um, but for all of you YouTube listeners and all you YouTube watchers, if you guys care, go check it out on Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon, Google, all those places. The podcast is there. And in fact, we actually encourage it because it actually does help the podcast a lot when you listen to it on those platforms, because then it, those platforms say, Hey, you know, these guys, they have listeners. We want to give them ad time. We want to give them money. Yes. Am I greedy? You're damn right. All right. With that, thank you guys so much for listening. We love every single one of you. Um, check out the Discord too. Raven, anything else you want to say? Uh, stay warm. Yes. It's getting cold out. 70 degrees for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Enjoy your winter weather up there, Raven. Uh, I'll be back for Christmas, though. I'll be back for Christmas. Um, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.